0: Welcome to the Yeshiva Shalmaila. This is David Lechtenstein. The next two weeks, we're going to be speaking about Jewish music. And some of the questions we'll be asking is, how Jewish is Jewish music? Have you been to a Hasana lately? What about all those the new genre of singers, Isha Rebel that they they're not stuck on Pskkem anymore. They just started making their own words, etc. Good or bad. We're going to be discussing the lives of how difficult is it to be a Jewish singer and maintain family values. You know you're out flying days and nights in front of crowds, like what does it do to you to your family? Would you encourage young singers to go into that field, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. It's going to be two weeks. This week we're going to have on, our first guest will be Yasi Green. He composed over a thousand agunim. Could you imagine that? Here's a clip from Yassi Green.
1: A lot of the music that's coming out, it's pointless. Now, where, is it, where are they taking the music? Where is the the influences coming from? Well, you know, when we were young, we had a vod a, a called <laughs> The way the Gaim are uh, doing their thing, they even kind of are in, in, in that area. So the music today by the Gaisha world is extremely
0: low. And then from Eretz we're going to have on Menachem Toker. He's the king of uh, uh, music in Eretz Yisroel. He, he sort of makes the stars. And uh, here's something fascinating from Menachem Toker.
2: The biggest rabbonim of the generation, like our Rav said, and Rav they, they called me to, to, to try to understand how to get to the young generation through the radio and through the
0: music. Now then, we're going to go to America. Nachum Siegel—he put so many of these singers on the map with his uh, with his radio program—and he's going to make a really fabulous point about how if we wouldn't have a constant output of Jewish music, there would, it would there would be a vacuum, and what would people be listening to? So he spoke about the importance of creating content. And here's a clip from Nachum Siegel.
3: In, in these times, the more time that our that our youth and that people in general in our community spend with Jewish music as opposed to all the other entertainment and content possibilities out there, I think that's a very good thing.
0: And here is the famous producer, Shia Mendelowicz. I mean, he, he basically found and created, starting at the beginning, MBD, Mordechai Ben David, many of, the, many of the other singers. So Shimon Mendelowicz, and here's an interesting clip. What does he think of all that new music that's being created today?
4: But I do feel that just to the general direction and the general state of where Jewish music is at now is, is, is a fad.
0: Next week we're going to have on the performers. We'll have on Yaakov Shweki, etc., some other star performers. Should be very interesting. And as a parent, to me this was very surprising. Like, you know, I'm not a big aficionado of music in general. But when you realize culturally how important it is, and if we don't have it, so, some you'll hear this from some of our interviews. What Rabbi Ravon Leib Steinman, said: If we don't have it, what fills the what fills this this vacuum? It's frightening. The importance of it. I was frankly surprised and quite educated after this program. Should be fascinating. Before we go to our guests, I want to say a short word on Shavuos, the big Yamtif that's coming up. People ask me: Are you David? Are you a Republican or a Democrat? Most from a people would say, well, you know, the Republicans have real religious values, belief in God, family values, etc. And of course, Trump loves Israel. So I would say I'm a Republican. But wait, 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 wait. I just have to think about that for a minute. Because the, the Republicans advocate teenagers can get guns. And not only that, besides being a teenager, even if he's tight sugar if he's deranged, he's been going to psychiatrists, it's all life. no background checks. And they can walk into schools and just and not just get guns, get machine guns, automatic weapons that fire forty rounds a minute or fifty rounds a minute, machine guns in World War II. That would be that's what they advocate without any gun control whatsoever, which is of course nega the halacha. where you're not allowed to be moicheretz lufneiver, etc. But in fact, the, the Republican solution for all the gun shootings at schools here's the solution: no gun control, build a hospital next to every school. That's the solution. I don't know, that's just, it's not working for me. I think I'm going to be a Democrat. Gun control, even though they do have some hypocritical positions on gun control, because wait a minute, they're so concerned about white supremacy and, you know, Black Lives Matter, etc., so they disallow policemen from arresting somebody with an illegal gun. So what's the use of gun control if you wouldn't, if it's not a felony charge? Well, certainly not in New York. There's no bail required if you were caught with an illegal gun. But notwithstanding the hypocrisy of it, I'm still a Democrat because I do think, I think safety of, I was you know, I don't want people running around, I think safety is paramount, so I would say I'm more of a Democrat. But wait, 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 you know, the Democrats believe, let's say New York City, you can get an abortion up to the 24th week, that's the seventh month. That means this is a live-kicking child. <laughs> I think most, even the like that are that are matter in certain cases would, would be made to hear that you're a right say, right, or close to it. So uh, a live child? Where human life
4: starts?
5: Yeah, when does human life start as far as you're concerned? For me, that's a very
4: difficult I suppose,
2: philosophical question. I certainly wouldn't think it begins at conception. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would say that it probably... Begins around
4: the time of natural birth. That would be my
5: so nine nine months or forty three weeks or whatever it happens to you
2: would you would believe from the basically from the day the child appears and breathes oxygen.
4: I would say from around that time. Yeah, that was when life begins.
0: So. I, I can't backwards see it. Cause I would say I'm not a Republican. I'm, I'm not a Democrat, but I'm more a Republican because I do value life. That, that You know, we, we're, we're, we're pro-life. Wait, wait, wait. But you say there's that new law in Louisiana that even um, if it's rape, incest, a, a child who's terminally ill, or the mother's life is at risk and the child's a Rediff right no abortion in that situation either? That, that's, that's, that sounds a little wacky to me. I mean, we're going to allow the mother to die? Or, you know, I, I think the Democratic position, I would say I'm a Democrat. But wait, wait, wait. You know, the Democrats, they believe that fourth graders, you can look this up online, as young as fourth should be taught about gender rights, LBGTQ, and transgender. We can teach a four-year-old that he's really in the wrong body, and maybe he should undergo an operation to change bodies. I mean, this really sounds me sugar right? I mean, the whole glorification of LBGTQ, I mean, is it a chiddish that Masters and Johnson in the 1970s said that 1% or less of Americans are gay, and today it's 10 to 20% that are gender fluid? I mean, do you think the world they changed by 2,000% over that period? Like 10 to 10x to 10 or 20x? No. But it's the glorification. In fact, I once interviewed a guy and I said, you know, you're the perfect candidate. And the guy looks to me, he says, I'm not perfect, I'm not gay. You know, today's society, to be perfect, you have to be gay. There's glorification. This is Shumu I, I, I can't. I, I'm for sure now a Republican. But wait a minute. You know, the Republicans say all the illegals should be thrown out of the country. Children, mothers, babies, it doesn't matter. And just, we don't want to have any illegals in our country, etc. The Spanish illegals are destroying the country, etc. I don't understand that. I mean, wasn't Klau Yisrael, weren't we always the Ger? And we weren't wasn't Kal Yisrael, you know, Asara Goluyois Golsa Sanhedrin. We call Yisrael went la Liga. First we went to Gaila Paras and Moday and and then we went to to uh, Yavon and Rami. I mean we we were always Goyla and Goyle. <laughs> We are the illegal immigrant. We've always been the illegal alien. That's what we have to recognize the, the the We should learn from our experience. What are we if we can't learn from our own our own our own our own, our own, our own pain, our own humanity? That that's, that's like So all this this meanness so, and it it goes so against who we are. No no, I I changed my mind. I'm a Democrat. But wait a second, do you know that Democrats, you know, they're very, you can divorce your parents legally in the United States. Here's a quote. As a baby boomer, I was raised to respect our elders. Now our motto is respect has to be earned. If your parents didn't earn the respect, you don't have to respect them. So that's a, Parents, I have a little problem with that, right? Here's another issue thing. Over 50% of Americans will never get married. Why? Because here's a quote. Marriage is a misogynistic institution meant to control the female. To, you know, many of the liberal, the progressive Democrats, against marriage, 50% will never get married. In fact, here's something interesting. The only marriage that Democrats do support, the only time, is when it's same-gender marriage. That's where they support marriage. Now, this sounds very wrong to me. I mean, among other things, you know, kabbidus avicha, marriage. I mean, Klal Yisrael, the first mitzvah given to Klal Yisrael is the family meal, right? Not not a chaydeh shazalachem, but... I mean, what do we read Yom Kippur by Mincha, the parash of Arias, because the destruction of family... Is Arias, Aim, Ashes Av, This is incest. This is really destroys families. And more than anything, Chal respects the sanctity, the holiness of Kedushin. We give the same Kedushin to Kedushin and Esuin, right? So how could we be against? I, 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 I must be a Republican, I guess. Wait, but if I'm a Republican, does that mean I'm anti vaccine, anti medicine, anti science? I mean, the Rishonim were the greatest actors, right? I mean, we, we always respected the mitzvah say of, of Ashavas HaVedah too. So, uh, it's a mess. Republican, Democrat, MS is the Mishigayim. Why do I say that? Shavuos is coming. Baruch Hu Hibdilanu Hibdilonu min hatayim. From the toayim. Oh, what? lanu toyras emes v'chai elam nata We finally have a campus. Guns, Shokalar says it, if somebody could be dangerous, you're over Leftaver, the derisit it's the nara. right? It's not a drabanan. I mean marriage. Without marriage, it's a kidesha, it's hefka. It's a destruction of family. On things like abortion, we heard very nuanced arguments where a mother's life is a risk, Kuli Alma it's a Ridif. If it's a very sick child we heard from David Cohn, he brought all the rice that in these cases you can illegals, the you know that the Chafetz Chaim in the Sefer HaMitzvah says, the means any stranger. He says, it's if somebody moves into your neighborhood, you have to invite them over, If the hafta What did we learn, if not empathy? So, the Torah is all about, we, we have a compass. The Gemara says, we finish the Torah twice, we read it twice in the Torah, once before Rosh Hashanah. And once before Shavuos, why should Tichle Shanna It's the end of the year, a new year, a new era's beginning. Now, Rosh Hashanah, we understand it, but what's Shavuos? What's the Tichle But When you think of it, there were two times man was born. The first time Adamarishan was born. The second time is Shavuos, what happened? The Torah says that on Kabbalah Satyra, Pascha Zuamasam, They became like Adam, Ka'idam the Chayt. Adam was reborn. But there is a difference. The first time Adam was born, he was born without any instructions, without any guide without any compass. The second time he was born, Adam was sort of the recreation of Adam by Shavuos, is Adam with the Torah. He now has the manual of all these issues. You go through my Republic, Nishkin Republic, and Adamic, what is it? That's why we have Baruch Hashem, beautiful. We have mishpaches and communities and neighborhoods and havas Yisrael and the amount of chesed that goes out of it. Why? V'chai Olam nata B'Seichainu. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. What am I? I'm a yeshiva bacha. Let's go to riddles of the week. I'm going to ask one riddle on the Parsha, a midbar, and then one on shavuos. What's that? That's the mitzvah of Pidgin B'chayer, thirtieth day after a month. They went out of the Safek Nefalim uh, after the, after thirty days. We do Pidgin B'chayer. So here's the question, and and Moshe did it. He did it. Key here's the problem. The Shach in Yeridea, in Shin Hays of Yud Bays brings a, from the Chuvis Ranach, what happens a b'choyer that they didn't mal him? Why? Because he was sick. So now it's the 31st days, Yaitzah from Klal Nefelim. So he says, even if it was Machnus Oynes, that he was a chayla, but you can't do pidgin Bahair. Why? Because he says, the mila is ois of Achnosa Sabris, and he says, if there was no Kabbalah's Bris, there's no Mitzvah's Pidgin Aben. There's no p- Mitzvah's Pidgin Bechoyr, if there's no Kabbalah's Bris, uh, of if there was no Kabbalah's Bris. And so the shach Paskins, ain't L'Kayim Mitzvah's Pidgin Ad Acharamila. So, first they would do the Mila after the 30 days, or whenever he got better, after 40 days. Afterwards, they do Pidjan HaBen, Pidjan Becher. It goes negative the Becher to pasik. Why? Because the Gemara in Yuvamis and HaFay and Aleph says that all 40 years the Kalyus rolled in the midbar, Le Moluatzmum, there wasn't the wind to make them better, etc. So it's kind Sakana, they didn't do Mila. Even though you see that there were mitzvah in Pidjan HaBen. So you see that Pidjan HaBen is even if there's no Mila. It's a Beferish pasik Posek, negative the Shach and the Ranach that is our first Torah, and the second Torah is it's Yehuda, the famous Chazal. Everybody, since you're in kindergarten, knows that. What? Why did the Kali Yisrael went around? He was Masaviv, Lachal Umaysa'ilam before not Matan and Tyra, and he asked him, "Do you want to be Makabal the Tyra?" So he went to Bnei seven and he said, "Loitzirzach, Said, "No, no, no, Signa. I can't accept it." We know this from kindergarten. apella all these isurim. Even without Kabbalah what What is it? We don't want lay We need lay signav, said. Esav said, alchar b'chatechi. We need our... A... What do you mean? And without it, it would be mutter? All these things are Asa. Al tzazayin mitzviz b'neinoyach. Tzavosah ben zay ufkiton. By being messarev To be mekabbal the Torah. Because of lay sertzach. le sin of lay signav. Saivah saideh wa mechuyiv in it. it's a pillar on every kindergarten teacher. Every since we're little, how every bar Beirav, How could we say over this chazal? But it's, it's it's a dava because of because of the Shiwa. Those are our two riddles. And this week, if you can give answers to both the riddles, we're not going to be sending any svarim since it's shavuos. The uh, the winners will get a cheesecake for next shabbos. That's the uh, that's going to be the award. If you want to leave a message by phone or dial in by phone to listen, in America, our number is 732-806-8700. In England, it's 44, like that's the country code, 3301170250. In Eretz Yisrael, it's 023720304. Uh, so let's go to our wonderful guests.
5: Joining us from New York is Yossi Green. He's a writer of Jewish music for the last fifty years. He's written over a thousand songs. Some of his famous songs are Tanya, Adaraba, Anavim, Anavim, Oy Yeshvu. Many famous albums. I guess you would say platinum albums. Famous Eighth Note. Welcome, Rabbi Yossi. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for calling, Yossi. How Jewish is Jewish music? Whereas at what point um, do you say, you know, is is Goyish music with Jewish words is it still Jewish? If you take a Kanye West tune and you put on, you know, some a, a pasuk from Tanakh, does that make you Jewish? Okay, so the way
1: I the way I even naturally first of all these are all my opinions and uh, it comes, it came, they come from my experiences from the Yiddin that I was involved with through my life. To me, a song written by a Yid is a Yiddish song. A song written by a goy is a Goyish song. If a if a guy would have written the song I love him I love him, it would have been a Goyish song. That's number one. If a Hasidic song is written by a Hasid. A yeshivish song by a yeshivish person. There's no, now, there is no now. As far as whether there is such a thing as a goish melody, I don't believe there is. I don't. I don't believe the Bunch Song has a preference for various chord chord structures or certain rhythms where you skip a beat every third count or so on. It's basically so. Which which for me. It boils down to the message. Jewish music is basically it's in a merkava. It's something to take a. It's text by me. It's all text oriented. It starts with the text, and then you if you want you want to sort of share the text or move the text on, you address it with a melody, and the melody makes it gets it to move. That's basically what the, what the purpose of melody is, as far as I'm concerned. It's very interesting, I saw recently that the oisti is, that the aleph itself is the goof, and then, then, then there is the cantillation is what gives it its movement. So, the, for the message to move, you need a melody. But it's all about the message. So, and you mentioned Kanye West. So it depends what Kanye West is talking about. Kanye West, if he's talking about some kind of a message which is not relevant to the, for for us as as people, it's it's not it's not a song. It's not a song for us. On the other hand, I'm sure there have been many many good people from from all over the world who have. To, Great, great positive messages. So uh, then, if that's if that if there is a Jewish melody associated with, again defined as a song written by a Jewish person, then that's called a Jewish song. That's what Jewish music is.
5: So you're saying that if a if a guy wrote a song that the the message was positive and we adopted and put Jewish words on it, that makes it a Jewish song? Because uh, I wasn't no, sure, I'm no, not sure no. of the message. So
1: that's no, no, that's not that's not what I meant. I meant to say the melody. We're, we're, so there are two. There are two uh, two elements to, to to Jewish song, so to speak, and one, one is the melody, and the other is the text. By 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 me music starts with a text I'm finally Princess Tanya I learned the Gemara in what's the in Bruchus and I was just overwhelmed by the fact that the other one were having this kind of a dialogue between him and the, and the Bishmoka and Godel and asks for a Bruch and so on and to me that was like it evoked all kinds of thoughts I mean I was young and, and as I get older I, I think more and more about what that dialogue was about or I think I understand it better so to me I wanted to share that with everybody I ran around showing everybody did you see this did you see this Gemara and they said no and who didn't learn Bruch Everybody learned <laughs> Yet there was something, something that I that I saw in it. And when I sat down by the piano to write the melody, and the melody took off, it was complete. I had I had taken this, this this concept of Tanya Omer Rebbe Shlomo Pamachas and gotten it with a melody, into a melody. And Avramo Fried, who was starting at that time, and it was just a fantastic communicator, communicated the idea out to the world, so the cycle was complete. Getting back to the other side, I mean, the fact that Kanye West may have a good, a positive thing, that still, it doesn't relate, I'm not going to write a melody on the Kanye West idea, no matter how good it is, but I I just used that as, I just used that example as the text, it's all driven by the text, there's an idea, music itself has no, no, there's no up or down to it, it's a melody, it doesn't mean anything, I hope I'm being clear.
5: Yeah. So I, I like that song. If it, if it's a, if it's a song written by a guy, it's a guy's song. The melody. If it's a, by written by a Jew, it's a Jewish song. That's that's the sock. Okay. That's the sock. <laughs> okay. Question yes. second question. What's the purpose in your eyes of Jewish music? Is it supposed to be entertaining or is it supposed to be inspirational? What well, no, is the key purpose? Does it have okay. a goal or is it just about entertainment? I um, mean, you know, they have their entertainers with their lights and they're they're you know running around on stages with tight pants, for hula hula, and we have our entertainers with loose pants with with different lights. Or is our music the are supposed to have a be different? And it's not about entertaining; it's about inspiration. How do you see it?
1: So I see, I see it as both. I see it, it starts out when, when we, when we, when we experience Jewish music for the first time in our lives, when we're usually, when we're young, it's purely entertainment. And as we move along in life, we get to see the beautiful inspiration that's behind it. Um, Klaus, Kla, Kla all, all our thrillers, everything is done through music. And I was looking at Hindeli He'Animimim Mimas the other day, and it's a thriller that the Shlecht Tiber goes and he's essentially addressing the Rabbinish Lim. And he's telling the Rabbinish Lim that I would like you to be considered that like somebody who has a kaila, Normal has a beautiful voice, and why would that be? Why would that be? Imp- why would that be important? Why would that be impressive? Apparently, we were created to respond and to be inspired by a beautiful voice. So obviously there is something to music, to Jewish music in terms of entertainment. And as far as emotionally, we know, somebody once asked me a question on the Shabbos Shira week. I remember they asked me, why is it sometimes that when we kind of run out of words, we, we, we start singing or we get incredibly happy and we, we just, and somebody asks you, why are you so happy? And if you're really loose with yourself, you just, you, you get to a point where the words don't really can't carry it anymore and you start singing it's a it's a high it's a very higher it's a higher form of communication so it really really has as you get older and older you begin to to get in touch with the inspiration it also it's very associative which means for some, for some reason you remember when you hear a song you can remember exactly where you were when you heard it the first time it's like a uh, so definitely starts out as entertainment and moves moves forward towards inspiration and uh, what's wrong with the little entertainment I mean I mean, what the, entertainment is also part of of, of what we do, and uh, at a wedding we're definitely entertained. And sometimes in halle, when when somebody is for the umit, it's entertaining. When when he bursts into a lebedik part of the song and the whole shoe starts singing it, it is entertainment. Besides, okay,
5: so, but but to you, what's the key driver? Inspiration or entertainment?
1: At this point in my life, it's all inspiration.
5: Okay, so here's here's a question: How are we doing? Like. Where is, you know, where is Jewish music these days heading? Like when you started, you say, 50 years ago, you know, was Nobody Wants to Sing. It was after the Holocaust. Very inspiring right. songs, like you say, Tanya, Adaraba. The younger generation of singers, of music, how are we doing? So...
1: Again, in my uh, in my opinion. It's, it's very interesting when we, I was when we started out, and uh, I'm sure you're you're not far from me. When it, the the exit plan of Klali was that Mashiach is going to come and we're, whatever that meant and would take us and the tsars would end and we would go to israel and there would be a base amigdash come down exactly what what it meant we didn't really understand but the entire exit plan was about mashiach every every plan that we made that involved a few months the hanukkah we discussed what we're going to be dressed up as purim as a child we would add the words if mashiach doesn't come if we made plans to camp we'd say um, we'd love to go to this camp if mashiach doesn't come first but and hopefully mashiach wouldn't come until after camp because we really wanted to go to camp. now. camp. Our songs and our message, and the message of Tlaal Yisrael was about the Geula I find that this Hesachadaz, that the Gemara says, which means it's a, it's a kind of an ambivalence, I I find that that is, is affecting everything. It's like the, the, the exit is not as clear as it used to be. So, in terms of so the, so the way it was when we were younger, if some people were not the, the cerebral type, they still had the way to get into the emotional concepts of a gula of, of so today so those that are into learning and those that are into 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 intellect they're pursuing intellectual things but those that are not are kind of it's a little more the message is a little bit is a little bit unclear and if and and a lot of the music that's coming out is like it's pointless. Now, where, is it, where are they taking the music? Where is the influence that's coming from? Well, you know, when we were young, we had a we had a vod called the way the guys are uh, doing their thing. That even kind of are in in, in that area. So the music today by the guyish world is extremely low. So a lot of stuff that's coming out, a lot of it is is, is not not that. Not that amazing. But that but that's going to pass. What happens is because I see that a lot of the twenty year olds became thirty year olds, they became forty year olds, and suddenly I find that these people are coming back and they're rejecting some of this stuff and, and, and this new stuff is it's kind of not taking off. It's not. It has it makes a little splash for a minute and then it passes on. And then they come back to the older songs. Everybody wants that inspiration of older of what yeah, used to be.
5: Do you find that the new music let's say in the current music, the last year or two, do you find yes. it's furthering Avayat HaShem or is it taking away, away from Avayat HaShem? Mm, I, I, I
1: don't think that it's really moving the needle by the audience. There's the audience that was interested in Avayat HaShem and so on is not really going there. For inspiration. And those that were not so, uh, you know, they were not there anyway, so they're, they're, they're involved and then what's happening. I mean, there's entertainment. It's, it's mostly, this is, I think it relates back to your first question, is that this music from today is pure entertainment. There's this, they're trying a text is, 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 they grab onto a text because, stop, stop, you need a text, you know, but it's not really, it's not really, uh, there for inspiration. And the listener hears, the, the Jewish listener, knows exactly what, what whether it's inspirational or entertaining. That's one thing you cannot fool a Jewish soul, by the way.
5: I love that. That's a, you can fool fool a Jewish soul and therefore right. music that is purely entertainment, we're able we're able to discern and say this is really not what our music should be.
1: Right. And I'm not in that I'm I'm already I'm past that age now. I'm not I'm listening to this. This is not for me. The kids uh, the kids are dancing, so let them dance. Hopefully they'll grow out of it and so on, you know. But uh, I find very positively that people are growing out of it and that, and that uh, they come back and they want to hear something that has meaning and something that has a powerful message behind it. And, uh, what do you
5: think about um, copyright in music?
1: So you're asking me what something called the chus in terms of yeah, in terms feeling, of
5: feeling as a, as a songwriter, what's your feeling?
1: So I'll, I'll I'll relate a story to you, which I think is a very very powerful, quick quick short story. There was a there was a deal in, uh, about this subject in B'nai Barak and um they because because somebody had uh somebody said what's what am i stealing what am i taking what am i copying what's this what is this item what what show me what what's the kenyan how are you claiming the song and how you know they were they got all very specific and uh it was brought before before for a, a certain amount of Dayanam over there and um, the Dayanam were leaning kind of towards that, like what's the mamish of, of something, of intellect, of, of... I mean, h- they h- didn't y- t-
5: respectfully, respectfully to Dayanam and in Brak, I mean, yes. this goes back three, four hundred years when they came out with the printing press and yes. they said, can you copy a sefer?" Well, it's also okay. Eim-Beh-Mamish, the Torah is Eim-Beh-Mamish, so, and, oh. and, and, and it was very heavily written that no, there is a schus of, a, that's all the haramim for somebody to copy, so I'm just saying there is right. a, there is a lot to explore that yeah. there is a concept that an idea mm-hmm. can belong to a person, right? That's what everybody's saying a sherim on whoever prints the safer with an X amount of time, etc. So, so I'm curious where where, where these fellows in B'nai are going to, but just continue I'll, the conversation. <laughs> I'll tell
1: you. I'll tell you. Okay, so I, I could respond to that, so by the way, that's why there's something called a mechanical Light, where because it wound up on a safer it, it and the safer is what the guy was making what the rob or whatever was making his parnassa from so he actually printed some and it, it kind of devolved the intellectual property kind of devolved on a physical mechanical a piece of uh, piece of goods with a mamish but music adapt uh, the way the way these robots understood it any and what is music really so what happened was the other side the side that was uh, that was hurting went, had one of the other had just done a a, a beautiful safer on, on um rivers or something, I don't remember exactly what, what it was, but they, the guy had a, a thumb drive of the uh, the other side had a thumb drive of this a, of this whole safer and had gone out and printed a hundred copies in a, in a copy place and bound them with, you know, with one of these wires. And to, to make his point, they brought in a hundred of these uh, wire bounds for and, and, and the, the dying took a look at it and I mean, he became pretty.
5: And were selling them for a nickel apiece.
1: Yeah, the Panavich is a, a block away from here. That they would really be interested in this in these kedushim. How would you feel? It only costs us less than fifty cents in order to print this thing up, and the dying recused himself immediately. He understood it in one shot. He understood clearly that what in his mind was had been. And I, we, 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 it was very clear to him that this intellectual property that he had worked on for hours, for years at night, and then so, somehow is, is available to be reproduced physically for fifty cents. So he says, "I got it." So to me, you know, it's it's, it's very similar. I mean, so it's very easy to steal an intellectual idea, and you know, the, the, the whole Eimer maybe which uh, which. Uh, a little bit, it seemed a little um, extreme, that, that that because you say something, Bisham, another person, you bring a gu'ula into the world? I mean, come on. It's a nice thing to say that you heard somebody say something, a good word, and then you get up and you're making a speech. It's nice if you say, by the way, this, I'm going to tell you something great that I heard from so-and-so. But if I, but to imply that doing that brings a gu'ula to the world, so obviously it's a very, very a thing. Um, um, an intellectual, and by the way, that's usually it relates to an intellectual piece of information, right? The omer Bisham b'shamamra. So uh, you know, I, I take my, I take it from there that. It could actually bring a ghoul by saying who you got to But
5: But Yassi, yeah, the, the, the counter-argument to that is is that most of these musicians, singers, etc., make most of their money at weddings, concerts, etc. So the guys who, when I push your arguments on them, I say, what about if They say, well, the, the real money is not made on the albums. The albums only lose money. It's it's the fa- it's, it's the popularity it engenders that allows these people to come copy. And therefore, for a concert, you can get $25,000 or for a Shabbos or for this. So therefore, are actually helping the person in by popularizing the music. What do you think of that argument?
1: Right. Okay, so that's a very good argument. The problem is that you have, usually the guy who writes the music is not a performer. So his only form of, of benefit is when he sells the song on that particular. This is called, in, in, American, in American law, this is called a mechanical right. And for years, no, this is definitely pay royalty. Well, yeah, yeah but it's the copyright it was only on you only got yeah. paid on mechanical there had to be an actual radio uh, the radio would have to play the song or they would ha- it would have to be a, a record would have to be sold and you got paid p- per record. but once that was done the singer or whoever was performing it could perform it without a problem but when they would perform it they paid an intellectual right. For instance, even even today, like when all these halls, by the way, and in Israel, Baruch Hashem, we've, we we finally managed to implement it. Is that the hall pays the 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 um, the the institution in the, in America is called ASCAP, American Society to Composers and Performers. In Israel, it's called Akum Irgun to comp- compositors, They go to all these venues, and whenever there's a concert, there is a hundred dollars. They get a list of what's going to be performed, and they collect a certain it's a small amount of money, but it adds up to a tremendous amounts of money through the years. Over here, some of them are not doing any of that. So, but today it's an understood thing already. Like um, by the, at this point, when I'm doing an album, I'm basically granting it to Talisro because we don't make any we don't make any money anymore. Because right now there's no there's no more CD players and there's no more yeah. everything is screaming. Know, right, it's 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 a... Yes, you are very interesting guest. Who yes.
5: is your who's your favorite singer?
1: My favorite singer. Um, I tend to. Stay, I'm not. I'm not weaseling out of this. I, I tend to stay away right from. I hear.
5: From, I hear. I hear a weasel I, coming. <laughs> well, not not really. Been, before I ask you, uh, before you ask you, which music <laughs> don't you like? I can understand. I mean, who's your favorite? You you love them all. Who's your favorite? No, I don't love them all.
1: No, I definitely do not okay, love but, them all. But who's your I, favorite? I, I have a, a few. Look, a, a Shulam Lammer for instance, uh, has a magnificent world that he's introducing. A combination. Of 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 uh, pop and classical and chazunas that never existed, and he's a Hasidish boy. Mordechai um, Ben David is is, 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 is it's, it's not even maybe a conversation. He's the first one that, that kind of faced faced the audience with a mic you know, until he. You know people ask him what's the chiddush about about, about and I said until Matka the the way Klaliso saw a singer was with the, from the back of a talus you know, yeah. that the person should actually turn around and face the audience. Avramel is the, is the interpreter of, of, of Jewish music and gets better all the time. Um, I hope God has this voice that if you, if you experience it doing Sliches, I'm telling you, you can see that the bunch of them can give somebody a whack with a, with a person's powerful voice, you know. So,
4: yeah.
1: once they're in, put it this way, it's not a favorite. It's getting to a certain level. Once they're in that level, They have their way of... And and, and then there are all the people that are coming up, up, you know. They're, They're starting, they're trying. Some of them fall out, some of them are, you know. Obviously, we're not... Being older... We, you know, we all grew up with these singers. We grew up with Matka with him. We 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 learned how to be inspired the same way. The younger kids, they're not there yet. They have their own, and hopefully, that their singers so will inspire who's them. Who's your favorite?
5: Who's your favorite of the younger, or, or am I pushing I'm pushing my mother I
1: mean, you, you know, I, I don't have a favorite. Okay, I don't.
5: I really Jesse, don't. Me me. I, don't Jesse, I don't. like them that much. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a tremendous balregish. With are a, 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 a large UD of Hasidus. Share with us, if you can, I'm putting you on the spot, one of your favorite Hasidish a Amaisa that moved you. You you were close to the remnants, weren't you? Uh,
1: I was I was over here. I was scared, like I was so frightened. Tell us him. a story. Really tell, you.
5: tell us a story of him. Something that moved then, you, not a, not a something that moved you.
1: So first of all, the fact that that he was a person that fasted probably fifty years of his life. Um, he wouldn't eat or he wouldn't eat or drink before before Mahrez for 50 years why he said that he did it because he did his. share he wanted to so badly to bring mashiach and he, it was his his uh his sacrifice i can't even imagine some of those things i mean i heard a lot of stories about him in europe and i heard that that, that um what in, about in russia i heard that one of the things he would do is that it, there was i think that the young people would get a right to get a chicken once a week on thursday or whatever i'm not sure and then he ran around and of course there weren't a lot of shakes the chicken and he went around he had collected money the entire week so that he could give these people a ruble and allow them allow him to chef their chicken and then uh, on, on the Qt you know uh, so these are all chayidim. this is not a Hasidic Shema. I said so these are eating that that I'm sure all all through history that Saddikim were ones who couldn't tolerate that eat was not doing things the right way and did everything so I don't I don't really have um you know I don't really have that kind of to me Hasidis represents it regish like you said, they represent emotion and it presents some um, something something you know, in, in in a world like today where there's so much the influences are so coming at you from all the person who is intellectual and who's emotional and who's interested in culture. I mean it's incredible what's coming at you from all sides. It, it's there are certain youth that have kind of created these these Pockets where people can sort of, uh, you know, you can grow in, and, and you can raise a family in, in a Sviva that that wants to keep Eden happy with each other, getting along with each other, having Kadeshim, listening to Torah. So, uh, Hasidus that, that, represents that to me, you know, like there's a community, uh, the social aspect of Yiddishkeit, you know, I don't really have so much a specific that that does it for me, you know. I learned a lot of Hasidus, I, I tried to, I tried to understand, because I see that there's a whole other world besides Nigla, there's a whole other world that, you know, that we're talking about Sema Shas and Sema Shas and Shas, suddenly there's a whole other world out there. There are people that write sfarim that are... You can uh, bookshelves on the on the kavanas on the of the Rishash. I mean, what is going on over there? I know nothing about any of that stuff, and I, you know, so that that's all part of Yiddishkeit, part of part of the Hasidish w- world of Yiddishkeit where I stand.
5: jesse I've been listening to your music now probably for uh, 50 years, so I give you a, a gracia, <laughs> okay. I give you a Gracie okay. Oh Amen.
1: No, thank you so much, David. Okay. Thank you, and be my slave with everything you do.
5: Amen. Cultivate. Bye bye. Joining us from Eretz Yisrael is Rebbe Tucker, Talmud of the Miri Yeshiva, alumni of the Miri Yeshiva like me in Eretz Yisrael. He's for over 25 years. He has a daily show on Israeli radio and a weekly TV show. He hosts concerts, programs, etc. He's basically the king of Jewish music in Eretz Yisrael.
2: Welcome Rebbe Thank you so much for your words. Thank you.
5: Rebbe I understand, I've heard that years ago both Rabbi Vadi Yosef Lavracha, and Rav Steinman Lavracha, reached out to you and they said, you know, we really want to capture as much as we can the Jewish youth through music. Because they recognize that, you know, musicians have a certain angle into the neshama that Svarim can't get to. It's a different entry point, right? Tell us about those conversations and how it
2: affected what you do. It's interesting because at the beginning, the first year that I, I, I worked in, I worked in the media and, and, and host shows, so the Rabonim and the askonim went really against those shows. Like each and every show we used to go, there was a there were it was a cherem a a a ban. They, they were against the shows basically. And uh, against concerts. They were against concerts. concerts, yeah. Yeah, against very much. And whoever, like, gave an advertisement or a sponsor, they even went against him and then wrote against him in newspapers. Now, the last few years, it's like 180, 180 degrees, the opposite. It's, they, they're up him. And I got the call one day from Ralph Staman's house that he wants to meet me. And, and, and I, I, I didn't, didn't even stand out <laughs> why. Who am I, a radio guy? But I went and I understood from him that he wants just to understand how does how do, does I uh, how can I speak to the to, to, to the youngsters? How do they listen to my radio station, my radio show? How can they get connected to music? How can we catch them before they get off the road? And then also Rav Avadi Yosef spoke to me and gave me a very big blessing about it that I have to connect, continue with this. And he even asked me to make some to, to, to put up to put big uh, concerts kosher concerts of course and to answer your question it's funny because it's like the opposite thing altogether because one a few years ago like our bon were against the shows the music concerts and now they want us to to to, 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 to produce as much as we can and uh, that that's what helps the generation and it's also you know it's also because of the culture there's nothing today for the, uh, the youngster they learn the yeshira. He has nothing to do except for learning. There is no, no sports. when
5: you say there's no sports. There's there's really honestly there's there's no there's not many playgrounds. There's no sports. There's no soccer. No there's karate, no baseball. No, no, yeah. So the, yeah,
2: Sandy, you know you go sometimes to, I don't, they not play bowling, whatever. The big, the the bochum here has nothing. So now they want the music shows, the music concerts to be part of the of the culture they could do, and then you know the Chazik's them and it gives them between the and Benazmanim they they sing. So that's why it's very, the music is very very popular in Israel. I think think much more popular than America. Like we have many radio stations and newspapers and websites and shows and concerts. It's just They're a lot less there's just
5: There's just a lot. So Reb Nachum, given that they reached out to you, they obviously felt that it was really important, you know, for the for, for the Jewish nishamas to collect the Jewish music. Do you, as a Mirat and given that they were machter you, so in this way they empowered you. Do you? You're the kingmaker in music. Are the musicians who you sort of say, look, I'm just not playing this guy. I don't want to make him into a star because I don't think either. Or his message, or his Yerusha'ayim, or his effect is something that either of Steinman or of, or 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 Rav would have approved of. Does that come to mind?
2: It's a it's a great question, but 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 I, I'm sorry to disappoint you because I I I, I can't tell you if we have a very 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 so-called Yerusha'ayim singer. Who knows what he does in the home? Who knows what he does? You know, I can't check the Yerusha'ayim. But, but you, you could check. You could, the,
5: but you could see the music. Is it a positive message or not? So if you have a musician who's really good music, but his message is not in sync with our value system, would you take steps so to say, "Look, we just we don't really play him"?
2: I, I work in different places. I'm yeah. working. I, I work in different places. Like in my radio station, it's a very orthodox Haredi, and we don't even play like there's a very big popular uh, religious singer that he is called. His name is Hanan Benari. We don't even play his songs. We don't. We have a very very. Uh, a uh, big border a uh, 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 line edge that we don't cross and we if he's not yourras mind, we don't play him doesn't matter who he is and what hes what he sings and whats how, how popular he is and we have some singers that you know they, they, they try to try ask us to play what well, you know we can't play them because the words are not so good they talk about maybe different things even though the, 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 the but the radio we are very very strict and very very tough and I want to tell you that many singers call us to ask us about this words, if this is okay, if this is not okay, because maybe we'll talk about it soon. Today is a very, very popular term words. But in my TV or in different places I work, it's the opposite. I want I want everyone who, you know, I, I can't, as I told you, I can't check the tzitzes of everyone who comes to my studio. You know, you could find many religious people, Haredi, that we don't even know what they do. So I can't I understand.
5: On your Haredi radio station, would you play a singer like
2: Rebo? Icharibor, uh, to be honest with you, the first time someone played him on the radio was me.
5: Oh, so you you play him on your
2: radio station? Of course, Icharibor. Yes. Okay. We, we, so, we discovered okay. him on our radio show and So, uh, I, want uh, is, yeah, so I, uh, I want to ask you two, two questions. The yeah, two questions. He was a glad kosher my guy. His father's a rosh and he thinks He's like one of those poems that used to write lechodoyi. I understand.
5: Question. Wait, wait.
2: Before I will go to it in a minute. I want to ask you one more question.
5: Do you think, given as a as a given what Rebavad, your et etc., do you think people who play at home
2: regular American rock and roll, do you think it's damaging to the kids? In Israel, 99%, you know what, 90% of the Orthodox, Haredi, uh, people would never play those songs to the kids, and I'll tell you why, because there's enough, uh, value, enough in our market, there's enough songs, popular songs, singles, clips, singers that, that, that bring us the g- good stuff. We don't have to look in different, in different you know, the old pieces We don't have to look in different graphs of different people. So maybe it's a question for your American audience. People here in Israel don't listen to this music. But I'm asking you,
5: I'm it. asking your opinion. Do you think, given your exposure to music and given the, you know, inference of the good you've spoken to, do you think it has a negative value playing uh, American rock and roll to, to children? Yes. You do. Know, question. I agreed. Question for you. There's a new style which never existed before. It's honestly, I don't know how old it is. It's a couple of years, not more. With, with singers like Ysheribo. Whereas instead, it used to be you would take a niggin, a words text from Chazal. So it was usually Psukim. it could be a Gemara, it could be a Chazal, it could be from Slicheth. And they would try to make a melody around those words that sort of fit that text, right? Today yeah. you have singers like Yishai Rebao there making, I honestly don't know what to say, some chalent of words of poetry, I guess a, a poetry salad, little piece of a chazal and a little piece of this, etc. First of all, did you get pushback from the Haredim about it? Like, hey, you know, it's not, it, it's a new derech, we never had this. And B, a two-part question, did you get pushback and is it a good or a bad thing?
2: question. Uh, I'll tell you like, in 60 seconds uh, the Jewish music history. started with Khazanas, afterwards, like in the 70s, with Karolibach and Shenkerzal and and and, and uh, afterwards, of course, MBD, I'm one of the biggest fans, and Avram Frieden, and then Mayan boys Choir, and Debbie Graucher, and maybe more pop, and maybe more rock and roll, and it was always, but it was very Chassidish, and a bit Mediterranean, many mixture of different styles in the Jewish music. But now, the last four or five years, and it started really by Yishar Vibo, Aaron Razel, Leonta Razel, Shuli Rand, and a few others, they really uh, are starting to write words, lyrics to their songs. They, 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 not even one song comes from the, from the, you know, as you said, or the Siddur or whatever. I think. In the beginning, I didn't didn't understand that. I thought it's not going to be popular. But today, it became so popular that even American regular Hasidic singers, like Mordechai Shapira, Benny Friedman, Yoni Z, Derry Weber, Hasidic Hoseb, Hasidic Hoseb, they all sing at least one or two Hebrew songs in in, in their album, even though part of them don't even understand what they say, because it became so popular. I can't tell you if it's good or bad because the generation like it. So maybe for this generation that are, you know, we want the, the try to, yeah, there's many, many, many um. challenges for the, for the Bokhrum and for the girls and for the boys and for the our generation these days, you know, outside and cell phones and internet and Arabs. And I don't even know what, there's many, 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 many challenges today. And if they write the words that, touched their soul, touched in the Neshamah, so maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they did a good thing, but we can't uh, argue with the facts, the fact is, it's so popular today.
5: You're saying that we have to keep up with what's talking to people's hearts and their emotions. And just, straight like straight De, yeah. and just like just like you say was written by uh no, al he made it up, I mean. So why can't we today have new Abshlaim al is why can't we have new Paitanim who are and who are writing songs about your Shemayim and Havas Hashem and Avaidas Hashem and Havasistral? Like you know, you had you had Levi, I mean the, the whole all our kinnis, all our or all our sluges, all our are full of piyutim that were written. Why can't we, especially there are more Hebrew speakers? speakers. speakers today than they have been since the Chorben Abayis, shouldn't we be writing beautiful piyutim and turning these piyutim when it's possible into music? That's your point.
2: It's, yeah, and it's exactly what you're saying. And, and by the way, the crowd, even in America, you could see those singers, Akiva and, 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 and Isha Rebo, of course, they come to America and they sing before America, if thousands of American people. Part of, as I said, don't even understand a word, what they're saying, but it touches his soul. It touches the Nisham. It touches something, Is, is like you said, like Ypsom El-Kabetz, like Ridal Levy, like, like, like uh, all, you know, all those, Rav Shabazi, all those, all, you know, like, Isha Rebo's words sometimes, if you really look into his words, you know, it's like uh, Mispeidi um, Macholi has he has words that if you could see, check up, it looks like he wrote it a thousand years ago in in Spain. You know, it's 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 very deep. And I thought, as I told you, that maybe it's not gonna be so popular. But you know, as I told you, everyone today likes it. Everyone looks for those words, and you know what? You, you know what's the biggest fact? When was the last time that you entered and you went into a wedding, a chasana?
5: Oh, I'm not a big wedding goer, honestly. Jeez, <laughs> I go to two weddings. So, a, I go to two weddings a year. My nights, um, my nights, by me I don't go to weddings. So you're asking the no, wrong no, question. No, okay. if,
2: you go, if you would go to weddings, the last song, the last news song, you know, the wedding is like a playlist, the newest uh, right. hits. The last song there, like, is from Samchem or different songs from like ten years ago. No really, Hasidic to Jewish song made it to, to 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 the weddings like the last five six years. Why? Because the most those songs are you can't sing at weddings. It's a words. It's it. You know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah. You know, I, I think you're touching on an idea that I think it's a controversial idea. Yeah. Uh, but but I'll but I'll tell you what I feel. You know, I just we opened up where I live, called it the Shul Rabbi Shlomo It's styled after it, and we started doing a Shabbos Mivarchim, a singing Friday night because yeah. because there's nothing worse than when when Yiddish guy, becomes calcified it becomes like it becomes there's no <laughs> there's no emotion left in it there's no we're not speaking I mean isn't Shiloh supposed to be where we we speak to Kavayachal right we, 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 it's supposed to be where we so my point is, it's supposed to be where we connect and and every generation has its way of connecting my father the connected through and today nobody's in Interested in and so and our children will connect a different way. It's and it's, know it's what it and, and, and you you're could be singing. sure one thing we could be sure one thing. Anybody who's against the new music, I guarantee you one thing and you're the expert on music homie, if me am right. Pick your favorite niggin you the most hard I promise you, that was not the way they were singing in the to living him Two thousand okay. years ago. They were thinking that it's Iranian so I don't know what they were saying, it wasn't like today. So what is so why didn't they say Assa Every generation, like it says by Moshe the Khatzaitrace of every generation have to be buried and you need new for every generation. And if this generation's way to connect Hashem is through making piyutim, etc., etc., that's that's the way to connect. You can't use last year's chatzaitzris. Every generation needed their own chatzaitzris. Chatzaitzris were not passed on. That's Allah, right? And also,
2: let me add, right, you're right. And let me add also, of course, all those musical sliches and musical in how it's, you know, some people come to me, and I promote it very much on my show. Some people come to me and say, Hey, what is it? You bring a guitar to, a guitar to show? So first of all, you, had music, a playing again. But second, like you said exactly, if thousands of Bachram today want to connect and want to cry and want to say sorry to Kodesh Baruch and Shlichus while they're singing Machnisei Rachamim with the guitar, or, 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 hallow, jumping like, but singing with their heart, and without it, we go to show and say, without I'm saying, you know, it's a different generation. We have to catch them, and we can catch them through the music, through words, through musical, and of course, according to the Aloha. But, uh, people, I, you know, and I'm talking especially to your to your, to your audience that have kids, you know, the older people, give your kids, give your, your boys, your, your your daughters, give them to, to be connected with those to davening, let them go. Of, of Let them go to musical, musicals. Let them go to Jewish shows. Listen to words. We need it today. We need it. That's why our Shteiman called me, and he was 90 years old, and I was like a, a regular. Why? Why did he, he need me? No, because he, he smelled and knew and understood the generation.
5: So let me ask you a question. I don't know if you have a pen handy. I'm going to do a mathematical game with you, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to name five different or four or five different types of Jewish music. And you tell me like out of like an hour of listenership or their popularity, like what percent of the Jewish crowd is it grasping? Okay.
2: Wait a minute, between, what's
5: the range between, between? I'm gonna, and I'll ask you four or five different. You say this is with Islamist. this is this is the percent of people are inspired by this. This is the percentage. Just so that I get a feel. For example, Chazanis. Okay. What percentage of people are inspired by Chazanis? It's a,
2: it's it's very very sad, but I, I would say three four percent. Wow, that's really low. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah it got it. Chazanis okay. is the uh, I'm sorry to tell you, I love Chazanis.
5: Okay. Mediterranean Mediterranean Jewish music.
2: 15%, 1-9%.
5: And it's, is it mostly Sfaradim? Yes, incredibly... Haim,
2: Israel, Gad Elbaz, Sfaradim, but also the Jewish singers today, the Chassidish singers, they look also to find that they're like horror style. They also like it. It became a bit more like okay. kosher.
5: What about um Jewish pop, like uh, Mordechai Shapiro, Gad Elbaz? What what percentage are inspired by that?
2: I would say at least 50%, at least. five zero. Yes. Oof, it's a lot. Mordechai Shapiro today is the most popular Hasidish singer in but the world. But
5: I'm, I'm not calling pop Hasidish. I'm talking about, you know, songs like Hashem, you know, just like these, yeah, these but, beat but, music
2: etc. As I told you, there's no Hasidish there's no really Hasidish singers today, except for a few singers in the weddings. That's, that's today, 2022, a Hasidish singer, Mordechai Shapiro.
5: Okay. What about the classic Jewish music that I grew up with? You know, Kalbach, MBD, Shweki, like what percentage are inspired by
2: this? I would say 30 percent. But of course, like Avram Fried, when he opens a show, he's today still number one, number one uh, in in concert. But, okay. You know, even yeah. So even though today, as I told you, thirty percent. When Avram Fried opens a concert, everyone buys tickets, and that's why he's 30 percent. Okay.
5: What about um. What about the, uh, the classic Hasidic in a good Majids, old Babav in a good etc.?
2: What percentage are listening to that? Uh, that's only, you know, only Babav is sing Babav, Majids is Majids. Today we can't, uh, it may be a couple of Shabbos sometimes, but it's not it's not popular today at all. Not popular. What about
5: the new music? I'll call it the Ishai Rebo, you know, Pia type of word music. How many people
2: are inspired by that? What percentage? Also like, uh, yeah, also like 30, 40% because it's uh, it's, it's it's getting there, and, and if it would, could, I, there's also different singers, you know, Talmidim of Yisher Akiva Kiva Moshe Feld, Hanan Ben-Ari, Razel, and if they continue this way, this will be the majority, the role. The majority. Okay, one yeah.
5: last one last question, you don't have to answer it. Who is your favorite singer?
2: Mordechai Ben-David Werdiger, not even number two, there's no number two.
5: So I'm going to ask you one more question, okay? And this is, uh, we can take this off if you don't want. Does it does it bother you at all that it seems a lot of Mordecai Ben David's songs are taken from Gaisha music? No,
2: because if Mordecai Ben David, he touches my Nishoma Even even if if he would sing a, a a song that I don't even know, you know, a kid's song, a kindergarten song, I, he touches me my my, my, my nishama, So that that's probably he re- would re- he, br- he brands it. When they, he re- he,
5: re-br- he, re-br- he brands these Kind of machine,
2: are you
5: saying? Yeah, Reb Nachman said it's okay to do it, so why not neat. Yeah, well, Halacha, the said it, etc. Reb Menachem, thank you very much for your time. This was most interesting.
2: And I then, appreciate uh, your time. Thank you. Beslachar Bye-bye.
5: Joining us from New York City is Nacham Siegel. For the last 38 years, he's been the host of JM and the AM, which is a program that plays a lot of music. And it's probably fair to say he's been in the front seat as an observer of the development of Jewish music in America, probably had the probably had the best seat on court for the last number of decades. Welcome, Reb Nahum.
3: Thank you very much. No, a so,
5: how important is Jewish music to our community? Like, is it like I don't know, like the Arabist by Shalom Zacher? Is it uh, the the Taurus of Talei Sim? Like, in your opinion? Is it just an entertainment? Is it a good thing to listen and to drive in? Or is it more important than that?
3: I mean, if you're asking about Jewish music specifically, I have to say that um, in in these times, and I hate to sound like an old man, but in these times, the more time that that our youth and that people in general in our community spend with Jewish music, as opposed to all the other entertainment and content possibilities out there, I think that's a very good thing. And frankly, it hasn't always been this way. If you go back just a generation or two, uh, you'll 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 see, and you'll be able to research just by speaking to people of that time, uh, that there was a um, it was very common for people to have some type of association with Jewish music, and maybe even a you know, some type of interest in Jewish music. But other types of radio and other types of, of music, other types of entertainment, played a very prominent role. In the lives of people in our community especially the young people at some point during i guess the 1980s and then as we moved into the 1990s thank god uh it became as one educator always used to say to me a uh, cool for a kid to be a fan of jewish music was that always cool and this person specifically used to, used to, I say with humility, give me some of the credit for making it cool for teenagers and those young people in our community uh, to, you know, to be into Jewish music. And since that time, I would say there's been a steady increase in the interest of our youth and really all generations in recorded Jewish music, Jewish music concert, Jewish music news, and in general, just a strong interest in what's happening in the Jewish music scene.
5: Now, I'm just saying a point, a very powerful point. You're saying that if they're not listening to Jewish music, they're listening to... I keep coming back to the proverbial Kanye West and and hip hoppers and rappers or podcasts. So there's a vacuum without Jewish music. There's just this huge sucking noise taking our children into it. So we have to way, we have no choice but to fill that vacuum with sort of healthy if you're not serving your children nutritious meals, they're not fasting. You know what it means? It means and they're and eating the way, they're eating junk.
3: And by the way, the, the, the content or the uh, Entertainers that you cited just now, in my opinion, is not even the worst of it. Because especially now, in a world of audio and video being so uh, being so accessible to everybody, uh, there's there, there are there's content that's much worse than what you're describing uh, for both our youth and adults to to hear and to see. And the more time they spend. In the high-quality Jewish music world, and I do believe that today we have really gotten to the point where everyone would agree it's high-quality, uh, the more time they spend in that world, the better it is for them, the better it is if their parents for their children, the better it is if their kids for their parents, the better it is for the entire family environment. And I think it's a... Yeah, I'm sorry. You
5: know, no, it's very... It's, when Sarah Shanira came out with you know, schools for girls. So somebody wrote a letter to the Hafez Chaim. He's saying, oh, it's terrible. And the Hafez Chaim's response was, he said, when we said that girls shouldn't be learning Torah, it's because they were doing other things. They were raising children, etc. He says, today that the streets are full of Kfira, they didn't mean that girls should not be learning Torah, but should be reading Kfirah or Romans or, or Kant instead. So so you're saying that given the incredible amount of, of the internet, the web generation out there, we better raise our volume and fill it with really talented Jewish performers of Jewish music, hopefully spreading lessons that are inspirational and, and, and a, a part of our value system. That's your message.
3: Well, I, yeah, and I think it's an important message. And um, you know, I someone spoke at a at a gathering recently. A rabbi spoke at a gathering recently, and uh, and made a point that um, that they're looking for what from even modern Orthodox entertainment is. They're trying to they're trying to get their you know to get their uh, head around? What is it that, that families, even on the more modern side in our community, you know, should be gravitating to these days? Can they, can they go and be part of the same types of things that I was a part of, or that my parents' generation was a part of? And I called this rabbi uh, after, after they spoke, and I said, to him, I want to ask you a question. Can you go to a can, can you go ahead and take a group of yeshiva guys to an NHL hockey game? And frankly, I chose the NHL because you know it's a it's a cold ice rink environment, so everyone's dressed relatively well. You know, so it's not it's not this it's not an issue of this is that. I just wanted to know if you know. If it, so this rabbi said, you know, it's interesting. We used to take our aguda uh, group to you know an NHL game or to to uh, you know a baseball game every single season, every single summer, whatever it was, and it was very common that we would do it. Today, I would never do it. Not, I said, really, even hockey. And he said to me, you know. It's not a matter. You're right. That You know, the, the, the priestess and the and team's issues is not a an issue, obviously. But just the environment that is there, just the way people speak and the chants that come from the crowd and the way people carry on, I just I don't think it's an environment to, to go ahead and endorse for a large group of young men and young women in our community. Now, I'm not saying I don't go to games. People who know me and my family know that we have a, a, a plethora of, of taste when it comes to music and, and other things. So all the general statements and observations I'm making may not even apply fully to my family experience. All I'm saying is that the more content we offer our children, hopefully even those that, that do spend their time in, a, in these other environments that we're talking about, but hopefully because there's so much great Jewish music out there, they'll, they'll utilize the opportunity to, to be a little bit more holy when it comes to their content choices. You know, it's it's remarkable to me, remarkable to me. You have to pay attention to this the next time you go to a wedding that's more on the modern side. It's remarkable to me that I will go to a wedding and not expect the crowd to really be that familiar with the songs that are being played, or with what or or what people are walking down to at the chuppah. Because I know that that's the reality. That this this is a crowd, not not judging, just saying that this is a crowd that does not really normally hang out where their spare time is being spent with Jewish music, and it's amazing to me to watch. Now they're familiar with the songs, and they sing the husband and kala, you know, back down the aisle after the ceremony is over, and they're, you know, completely into it. And I think that's a byproduct of making sure that we spread this as much as possible to all annals of the Jewish community, so that everybody feels comfortable in a Hamish, wonderful, and spiritual environment.
5: Nahum, no, this was great. Thank you very much for your time.
3: A pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Joining us from New York
5: is Rav Shia Mendelowitz. He's a Jewish music producer for 45 years. Now, this is not a typo, 45 years. He started with records, then cassettes, then CDs, DVDs. He does concerts, etc. Welcome, Rav Shia.
4: Thank you very, very much for oh, David. Yes,
5: so as one nice of the so she as arguably the, the the longest serving Jewish producer in America of Jewish music, maybe an artist as well. What would you say about the state of Jewish music today? Like when I listen, like I, my father said the same thing about my music. But when I listen to let's say some of the new songs that come out, I wonder like are they fair? Is anybody going to remember them in a year? The songs we grew up with the Kalbach and the Gunan, they're still singing them in show by the Kaisel every week. Is anybody gonna hear the newest N put in your favorite you know musician for uh, who's right now like a big star uh, Mordechai Shapiro god elbaz Ishai uh, uh, is anybody going to care about this music like in five years from now? Is it a fan or is it real music
4: well I, f- I find it. I find it the the, the without saying anybody specific because if there there are times that they do from the the names you mentioned that that do have songs that could possibly have a keyham. We, we, time will tell. But but um, but I do feel that just to the general direction and the general state of. Where Jewish music is at now is 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 a fad, and if you and you if you go to any simcha, you're always going to find that they'll have these things that they're going to have the songs, the song of the day, the song of the week, or the song of the month or year, and then that fades out and you forget about it. But then they always come back to Kalbach. And A. B. Rottenberg's uh, old stuff, and and the uh, old Pirche stuff, and uh, you know, and a lot of the Hasidish stuff from the va- various different oitzers, you know, of of from each each Hasidus, each Hasidic dynasty has oitzers of gorgeous music that uh, that is that is beautiful, and as a longevity that, that that lasts till now. And that was before that was before we they had even records. A lot of that, that stuff was pre recordings. And it so the only way it became you know, it became uh popular was through shuls, through davening, and
5: through simchis, you know? So, so, so Rapshia, when you listen to the new music that's out, like, a few years, like, they're making their own piyutim, putting them into words, could be beautiful piyutim, and making these, you know, melodies out of it. Do you see that? Is that whole genre temporary, or do you think it's here for good?
4: I don't see it ha- having a... I don't see it, it having a longevity. Uh, again, some individual songs may maybe, but, well... They're, they're too new to tell to see, but you, you remember they have that song About Bashtar." We heard that song; it was coming, it was coming out of our ears. It was, it was so, so popular, you know that that song. And, and Va Va da, da, da. Yeah. right? Now, now but I haven't heard it around lately, you know. And and that was one of the good ones. And but but I'm talking, a a a just I just feel that. The entire th- uh, identity that that we call that we call Jewish music, the 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 whole thing that we call Jewish music, we need to preserve that and keep the Jewish in the Jewish music. Because listen, over the years, over the years, and b- before I was born and before you were born here, it was the songs came from where where people lived and they and and were. That, that's what they were influenced by, but what, but 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 when rebbe's composed then, or there were specific composers for each Hasidus or whatnot that that composed stuff. There that, that, that was a special kind of Yiddishkeit, There was a special ingredient that was that was added to even the stuff that you know that was from around that time or or the round the place where they were living and which made it made it. Jewish and Yiddish and, and separated us from everybody else. So do you do you
5: feel it. like a nigga needs a shat of the to have longevity?
4: Without a question. Without a question. I, I, and and yeah I am I'm, I'm going to tell you something. There's a song that unfortunately unfortunately I used to have I had a a, a very bad habit and I used to smoke cigarettes. So in 1993, I I uh, I, it was a Matzah Shabbos, like 2, 3 in the morning, and I didn't smoke in my house. So I went out into my driveway. I had a, a timer for a cigarette, and I went outside, and a song, Hashem sent me a song. I didn't, I, I, I'm telling you right up front that I had, I did not work on the song. The way you know the song, it became, it became a it uh, till today. And um, so it, it was something that I, I never you know, that I never worked on, but it had the longevity, and why? Because, uh, listen, everything's from the Abishta, but it, it had such siyata deshmai, like you asked me. You know, you know which, the song? Which song was it? Daiva, mazl- yes. Dai-va that, the That's your song. That, your yes. song. Wow. Yes. Yeah, it's a wow. I was Zorcha, I'm zoycha to be at everyone's one simcha in one way or another, you know? But that 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 came strictly from siyata deshmai, not from me doing anything, you know?
5: So what do you think of Repurposing Gaisha music and putting Jewish words on it. What's your?
4: It's it's very tricky, very delicate. I've done it, and uh, I've done it to a couple of songs, you know, and and it worked. I knew it's going to work because it it it, it 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 had the the right ingredients, and the and it would have it it had a you know that that fad thing, and some of them. Really lasted. Still till, still till today, they'll play some of those songs. But I, I don't, I regret it. I do regret it because, because I have to practice what I preach, and it's. I don't, I don't think we need to come on to that. You
5: know. Explain that.
4: Well, first of all, I was told, and then discussing it with various different rabbinim that and 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 different people that I I looked up look up to that that. If a song, let's say I came across a song that, that was very, very popular or, or had a good rhythm to it, and, but I but the, they said at least make sure that it's not, um, there's no, no love song or that there was anything bad in, in what the words were, you know, from the original Goyesha song. So I took two songs like that that were, they were... For lack of a better choice of words, they were stupid topics. It was it was about nothing. But it, they but I was like retired to me. But I I just felt uh, you, you know this song that Ashabara You know that song, right?
5: I know that song. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay so, oh, so that's a
5: go- that's a guy's go- song is that's an... has it's it sources and asked me how this you are saying
4: right right and i so i put those words to it and i knew it's going to work and i and i teamed it up with Pimentel, oh Yossi Pimentel, so he and I'm and Chay- his brother a- and it worked and they kept it and they didn't do it to to turn it into but but he you take that step, and it, and if you did it, then it works. So then you'll then you, the next time you'll say, well, I'm going to do something. I'll do. I could do another one. I could take another step. You know, and it's very easy to do it because there's a lot of there's. Sounds there's to a me. Lot of, she,
5: tell me if I'm right, but it sounds to me like. You feel yourself almost like a custodian of Jewish music, is like a custodian of a of a Jewish genizo or a, or, or a library in a in a yeshiva. Like you don't see it as, so much as entertainment, but what is the conscience of the song? Where does it come from? What is the message of the song? Am I right about that? I don't know.
4: Yes, and I want to tell you, I have one of my my. Uh... Close. To, um, he went. We went to yeshiva together in elementary school. Um, it was Rabbi Frym Waxman, and I went to him. We we, we had lost touch uh, for, for numerous years, and then after li- listening to you know his tapes and CDs of of his seurim, so I I called him up and I said I would love to come to meet you, and you know he remembered me of course said. We could talk on the phone. You don't need to come out to, to Muncie. I said I would like to come out, and the reason why I wanted to come out was because I I, I wanted to thank him, you know, personally for because his shiurim did did a lot for me, and so I was when I was by him. So he says, Shia, I want to tell you, it's a, it I, I I I followed stuff that you do and the Things that you come out with, and it's it's very very special. It's a good thing. And and I said no. Look, we 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 both went to the same yeshiva and the same rebellion, And look what you turned out to be, and look what I turned out to be. And I'm not wasn't trying to beat down on myself, but it's 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 it, you. you, you so, like you just said, I'm like a custodian of the music. So, uh, to 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 be, he said to me, "See, you're wrong. You're a, a million percent wrong. It, it, because David gave you this matana of, of music. So, if you use it and do it the right way and do the right things with it, so it's 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 giving a sheer. It's giving you're giving a share through music, and and it, and it and it makes it does make a my people. I mean, I I don't know. It. I've talked to many times to Matza um, Mordechai and David and then Avram uh, Fried. They 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 always tell me about how how people tell them about this, how the music um, moves them and and uh, and what it did for them it saved this one it saved the person's life this one got was depressed this one it you know it it affected people and i've gotten not as much as they have gotten but it, it meant something to me what what Rivera told me and it means what you it,
5: so i'll it tell it you if she tell
4: me what you just said now too
5: i'll put it in you the know, parasha, being custodian refi, of
4: it, and i tried to be that way and i'm not trying to prove from kite what
5: i'll tell you in last week's parish we learned the parish of erachin right right so the erach of of any shaman Mitzvah, he could work he could be drive a truck is 50 shkelam if he's less than 60 Right. and how much is the Erech of if he would be the biggest Rosh shiva the same amount 50 right. and the Mesil Susharim writes at the end of the Seifer he says it could be that a person who does his business L'Shem Shemayim the best he can could do the same amount as a person who knows Kala tirus at the end of uh, the last Shara of the Mesil Susharim and that's wow. Halachim so that's what you ta- that's what Rabbi Waxman told you he said you do the custodian of the music of thousands of Jewish kids and, and I give drushes to thousands of Jewish adults, and who knows who does more?
4: Well, it's it's unbelievable, and I and I I did I think I did when first um, when you originally started this whole series and this this show, we you and I were in touch for a bit. I don't know if you remember you you needed a. You needed a, an introduction or something. You need, I needed or, a, a
5: sound engineer.
4: Yeah, well, I don't remember what it was, but I I, I listen to this stuff, and when I get time to 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 listen to it, I I love what you do, and it's something that's needed. And people, and you you see the numbers, you you see what people are, how many people are uh, tuning in. It's it's needed. It's because there's poichin to this. And and the, the the topics are are very important. So I would assume, I guess, to some to some extent, the same thing is going on with Jewish music. And
5: Question for you, not, huh? as the custodian, I ask yes. you. I've heard from people, parents, they come and they say, I made a chassana. My band cost me, they said the cheapest band we could get was like $13,000. My daughter wanted a singer because all her friends have a singer. That was another seven or $8,000. They said the cost of the music at the wedding was $20,000. He says, I only make X amount a year. It's Mama's blood. He says, how do we, is that something like, how would you address that? Or you say, look, it's capitalism. People charge what they can.
4: Listen, so, so the, the, It's a very important, and I feel very, very, very strongly about it. And yes, it is my Parnas. I've been booking bands since I've gone into this business, but where it it turned to, like, you know, you you talk, let's go away from the music just for a second, but pick anything else, The, the, the meal. You could have a meal which is very balabatish and very nice, so it's not... The, the most upper class thing that uh, somebody that is very well to do and they they must have gave them a, a, you know x amount to, to be able to spend and we don't know but 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 the the, the, the lot of lot of very big gaverim that whenever they're going to make something for themselves they make sure that that there are other chassidim that. They, that they know of, of people that can't afford it, and they're doing their thing. But but that's that's their bracket, and they they're not expecting everybody else to do that. But it became such a it, it, it's a it's a very tough situation, and there needs to be an alternative. there really needs to be an alternative something that levels the playing field here that balances out the playing field because it's 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 not fair it's not fair to have to put a to to put parents into such a situation yeah and kids also i mean you know there are people that 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 got married, thousands and thousands and thousands of, of millions, however, whatever that number is, that got married and it was labor and everything was beautiful and they only had a five or six piece band or seven piece band and the whole thing of the singers. It's also they're they're, they're all my friends, but it's it's uh, I don't know. It's 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 a very very delicate and tough situation, but I think something needs to be done to bring an alternative and uh to, to that and we should change it that we don't not with tachyundas and not with that 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 for some reason that doesn't work either it's a nice thing to help them out with the the, the Takanas thing but i think people should know okay you you know, for 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 certain people, they could go ahead and get the the the, the fanciest cars and the fanciest uh, what what not and and the fanciest jewelry and and everything. But then there's other things, you know. You, you the people that buy watches that are hundreds of thousands of dollars. My father or some used to say, But I, you know how much this watch cost? I don't know. It was he wasn't trying to be cheap. He had he ha he bought a twenty dollar watch once he just bought, he says it tells the exact same time as the other one. You know, so I guess you gotta
5: follow the, phone, put everything in the right
4: perspective.
5: Huh? Some, some some came into his show and he showed my father's watch. He said it was three hundred thousand dollars. So my father said to him, watch it, Myla. He says, it keeps time to within one second a year. Right. So my father looked at him and he said, tell me, what are you going to do that second?
4: Oh, that was great. <laughs> That's, That's a Givaldic comeback. Very
5: good. Rev. this was a great honor to have you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you
4: very, very much for having me. Thank also,
5: you. Bye-bye. Ultimately.